world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. Here he is, Michael Savage. Hi, James. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you again. As you see, I'm dressed for the occasion. Looks great. <laughs> so, I haven't seen you in a while. Big things happening with your enterprise project, Veritas. Did you want to mention anything about it or move on to um, the Chinese farmland? I mean, we, we could we could briefly touch upon it. Um, yeah, I'm happy to yeah. answer the questions you have. Well, I, I don't know what happened. I mean, you ran this great organization, Project Veritas. Then they said you took airline flights. Uh, you know, it sounds like nonsense to me. And now you're running the O'Keefe Media Group, which sounds better to me since I know it's your name. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're you're an independent journalist, a real kind of investigative reporter that is no law. I mean, it's, it's a rare species. So what what happened? Are we on the air or am I speaking to you off the record or, or both? Well, I'm record. He's she's recording. I mean, we can edit this out if you don't want to. If you want it for public, fine. If not, we won't do it at all. Um. Yeah. I mean, what I mean. I mean, it's it's so bizarre that um, I don't think the full story is out yet. But um, uh, I mean, they talked about black cars and yeah, and and I, I don't understand how they expect me to transport myself around. I would prefer to take an UberX because it's cheaper. But the problem is, if I'm in the back seat of a of a car with an unknown driver and I'm talking about sources and Thank secret you. stuff. People will record it and my investigation. One hundred percent right. I mean, what's the big deal of a black car? It doesn't. It doesn't actually make any. What, what do they want you to do? Transport yourself by rickshaw or on a mule? I think they. Well, I think there's more to the story that hasn't come out yet. And I we did this story on Pfizer in in February, and then a week later there was an emergency to get me removed. So either oh either they were compromised or. They were really stupid because what did they think people were going to think when they removed me days after that big story? Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I would make... I would say one and one equals two. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I don't have the smoking gun there. I mean, I, 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 there may be a smoking gun to come out, but it was obviously very painful. And I think, you know, I think that the 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 the, the bigger issue here is I'm kind of a, a victim of my own success. In other words, the more successful I become at 
exposing Pfizer, FBI, BlackRock, Chinese biolabs, and there's more coming, the more over the target I am, the worse it's going to be for me personally. Of course. And, and that, of course, everyone knows that, but, you know, I think I just have learned that. No, everyone doesn't know that. They think that there's no consequences to exposing uh, a power structure that is this vicious, this all-encompassing, and this all this totalitarian uh, in, in collusion with a media that is compliant. Yeah, and and also I've, another thing that I've learned, I, I learned, I look at this as a learning lesson. What can I learn from this and be better? Because there's, I'm relatively young, and I'll be doing this for a long time. Huh. You have to surround yourself with people who are very strong and good natured. That's why I. That's why I work alone. Or you work alone. I can't work alone in no, my. Just, I, I don't do investigative reporting. I'm strict, strictly a reader, 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 you know, dig into everything that I can read about that others have produced. And then I analyze it from my own point of view. I don't need the other people telling me what to think. But look what they did to Tucker Carlson. I don't know if you get along with him at all. The minute he exposed the J6 tapes, I knew he'd be gone. He was gone in a few days. I mean, yeah, I mean, look at what they did to him and look at what they do to anybody who's over the target. Okay, I mean, like really over the target. You get along with Tucker. Are you guys sort of colleagues? I, I've visited with him in Maine. I've 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 uh, talked to him, uh, mostly sort of on, on background, not on the air. I have not been on his air. Oh, I I knew him when he was at the Daily Caller Foundation uh, about ten, twelve years ago. I, we he he used to publish my videos early in my career. Wasn't he a liberal at one point? I don't know that. Oh, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, everybody was something at one point. I, I I, was young once and foolish. We were young once and soldiers. You know, I was young once and a Democrat. I didn't know what I was as a kid in college. I had no idea what I was, you know. So you could say somebody was a liberal when they wore a bow tie and they wore NPR. All right. He grew up and changed. I don't hold that against him. I think he does a fabulous job. But I would expect that he should have had you on his big Twitter channel by now. Yeah, I'd love to join. I mean, I'd love to be on his show. I'd love to be on uh, anyone who will show the fruits of my work. He did. Tucker did do a great when that Pfizer executive was. I don't know if you saw this, but I confronted him and there was this. He assaulted me. This was back in late January. And uh, Pfizer, Pfizer, Tucker did a whole show on Fox where he played that entire uh, exchange. But I think what I'd like to say is that when you're over the target, when you're actually effective um, at your mission, you you got to make sure the people around you are extremely strong and extremely good because they will sell you out. The the incentive to to betray, let I me mean, look at Trump, but the incentive to betray me, I'm not I'm even, on, even on the same universe as Trump, but the FBI busted my door down. I've been sued 30 times. Wait, wait why would the FBI bust your door down? What did they say you did? They got a search warrant over the Joe Biden diary. The Ashley Biden, the daughter of Joe Biden, had a diary that was given to us from a tipster. And we were trying to investigate. Oh, here it is. FBI searches James O'Keefe's home and Ashley Biden diary. Uh, whatever happened with that? Nothing. It's been three years since they got the secret warrants to look into my emails, uh, Google uber salesforce they went to every everybody and got secret federal warrants against journalists this is a whole other story oh my god so all of this is is just 
an indication that it's terrifying and and um what they're going to come after you if you are over the target and of course you got to have in my case i got to have a large team because otherwise how am i going to investigate so omg the new model for o'keefe media group is to not put everyone on my payroll but to incentivize citizen journalists to go out and get these recordings pay them five thousand bucks once they get the story which is where we are right now. I'm incentivizing citizen journalists to go out and get the information. You know, I'm looking at, at this big scandal and all I'm interested in is that you spent money on a charter flight to meet someone to fix your boat since I'm a boater. What kind of boat do you have? It's a sailboat. It's a 45 foot Alden, A-L-D-E-N. Oh, oh, the Alden catch, the Alden uh, catches were the greatest in, in, in its day. When I Is it an older boat? It's a 93. They were beautiful. And I remember them very well. Where do you sail? Uh, mostly the Northeast, Long Island Sound, uh, Buzzards Bay, uh, Block Island Sound. And I've even uh, sailed down to uh, up the Hudson River. How many crew do you take? Well, it, yeah, my sailboat's just a single. You can sail it single-handed. I'll usually have one person with me. Yeah, just one person. But it's it's got a an auto autopilot, so you can do the wench and do everything and you can put the autopilot on. Does it have a a, a small diesel inside? Got a 63 horsepower diesel engine. 60? 63. Yeah. They're beautiful boats. The interiors are great. I remember them many years ago. Alden's were one of my favorite designs. They were gorgeous. I'm a power boater, but I don't have a boat right now. And believe me, I know how the beauty of a boat and being on them alone is that you can actually see the world as it is without the pollution of mankind. You know, you feel the, the the wind in your face. I would go even on my power boats. I had big Grand Banks. I'd run at five, six knots just to hear the water splashing on the hull. Mm-hmm. I would like the water on the hull. I would watch the seals. I'd watch the pelicans would fly by my boat. And I swear to God, they would look at me. They'd fly right over my pilot house. And I would look at them and start yelling at them, talking to them. So I mean, yeah, there's I'm, something about when the when the engine's off and you're just floating, and, and um, you know, it gives me peace of mind. I was working, I work, you know, a hundred hours a week, so um, so they got upset because I took a helicopter ride. If, in fact, what happened was I took a helicopter ride to it was supposed to be to Mount Desert Island to meet with a guy, and then the, the weather diverted it. But this is huge scandal over a black car and a helicopter. Right? It doesn't actually make any sense. It's How would you have gotten things. there other than by helicopter, by rowboat? Again, if I told you what happened, it would actually lead to lead you to ask more questions. No, no, I don't want to dwell on it. I'm just curious because, look, you know, many years ago, there was an investigative reporter who was the most famous investigative reporter in the 70s. Who, who, who was he back in the 70s? Everyone followed everything he ever said. He had a column, I think, in the Chicago newspaper. He was out of Chicago. He was a household name, James. Do you, does any, who was uh, you? You're talking about the Chicago Sun-Times? Are you talking about, because I've read about a lot of these people. Give me some more information, more context. Say Sun-Times, who would that have been? I don't know who it was. Um, there was, a, there was a group of people that did a story in the Mirage Tavern. They did covert recording. They won the Pulitzer. No, this guy was national about scandals in the, in the in the White House. And I don't know why I can't remember his name, but I, I do remember the age of the investor. Seymour Hirsch? No, he's OK and he does good work, but he doesn't have the the charisma that you have. And he d- didn't have the doesn't have the charisma. It, it's it's a name I should know when I bring something up. But 
truthfully, it's not a household name. But when he released the story, the whole country would pay attention to it. He wrote for a major newspaper, I think out of Chicago, and it was syndicated and it was always an expose. No doubt about Republicans. I would think that's why he was so popular. But mm-hmm. uh, we don't have this great invest. It was during the Vietnam War era. Now I remember. You'd have to go all the way back to the 60s. Late Jack 60s. Anderson? It wasn't Jack Anderson. Jack Anderson. Jack Anderson. Does he? Does the name ring a bell? Oh yeah, I've read. I've read his books. I wrote. I wrote a book since I last saw you called American Muckraker, which is a compilation of Jack Anderson, Seymour Hersh. I looked at all those old, old school gumshoe muckraking investigative. <laughs> yeah, but now, but now we live in the digital era. It's a totally different medium. And their their medium was words, and you know Woodward and. Bernstein piecing together a little off the record. My, our medium now is Instagram digital. You got to get it on video. That's the new era. Mm. So it's just a different dimension now. You know, you could I couldn't put words on a page and say sources tell me. No one would care about what I have. Ah, savage, the Savage Nation. It's Savage on Demand. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, that's why I'm still stuck in the horse and buggy age with what I do. I mean podcasts i i do youtube shows which i love they're very dynamic and people like the youtube shows um james yes they, they like me talking to them they like seeing a face and gesticulating and it's like a radio show to them but it's come to life you know a lot of my fans never even know i left where i went after radio after all these years they don't even know i'm doing a podcast you know a lot of the older people don't go on podcasts it's too complicated for them yeah. It's too difficult to find a podcast. You know that? It's crazy. Yeah, like when Tucker left Fox, I mean, a lot of the older people are like, well, it's on it's on X, it's on Twitter. Like, I don't know how to click the thing. They don't, I don't know how to get on the end of the thing. You know, they, they don't even like start. X. They like they like a lot of older people like YouTube. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why? I mean, why is on- that, James? Why do you think they like YouTube? You know, I looked at the demographics of my following on YouTube, which is much smaller than my podcast following. My podcast following is actually quite large. The ad agency tells me my show is in the top 10 of all of the 3000 shows they represent, which is true from their point of view of advertising agency. People don't know that I'm still rather obscure compared to some of the giants in the field, such as Rogan, who I'll never understand why he's popular. I mean, I like watching his commentary about UFC fights and all, but I don't really understand why he's so popular on podcasts. Do you? Uh, I have not been on Rogan's show. I I could not. I'm not. Never met him. I've you know hoped to be. I mean, who wouldn't want to be on a show? He's got such a huge following. Right. Thank you. Right. Uh, but I see your. You've got. I see your YouTube page here. I'm just looking at it right now. Yeah. I mean, I think we live in the age of video. So obviously, what what I'm trying to do is catch on tape because that's really all that matters <laughs> right well that's the true expose everything else is just circumstantial evidence and i don't i don't i mean i i 
give a lot of credit to podcasters like you and others. It's just not what I do. I, I'm trying to get them on tape, which is very difficult. I remember what you were doing with those days. You would catch them admitting stuff that was hard to believe, like the abortion selling body parts. Shocking. Yeah, yeah but the system always retaliates. Like in that video, David Delayden was the videographer and Kamala Harris, the attorney general of California, raided it house with you know rifles and took his hard drives and wow and the people you know in this country the people that like abortion will say yes off with his head yes and then of course if you did the same thing to puppy mills if you took hidden cameras in to see dogs being abused they would never want the, uh, to raid even though it's the same statute in california statute 632 which is the privacy statute against recording people so you know i mean at the end of the day um we need people to citizen journalists to go do this type of thing and i'm incentivizing people this this young woman who lives in california recorded congressman costa's staffer talking about the chinese biolab in readley some of this we already knew but it's interesting to know that there are other chinese biolabs i read that that you and an undercover journalist confronted u.s congressman jim jim costa's top congressional staffer, Daniel Sepulveda. And these were Chinese running a lab in America. What what's in the lab? What are they doing in there? They're doing Ebola. They were doing COVID. They were doing HIV. Why? Why? James, back me up a minute for a minute. As I understand it, we have a bio, a, a very dangerous bio lab called at Fort Detrick where we do that. So the American government does that. What is a Chinese national doing the same stuff in America? How? That's the question. That's that's exactly that's that's the question. We don't know the full answer. What we do know, here's what we do know. There's a Chinese national named Jesse Hu with various gnome de guerres of like he had four different names and he was on the run from Canada, the Canadian oh. authorities. And then he and then he got a permit in Reedley, which is a town just southeast of Fresno. And they operated this lab right across from the school. And then it was discovered by a meter maid with a because there was a hose sticking out of the lab. And the meter maid wore a body camera, went in there. We obtained the body cam footage. And this guy, Jesse Shu, is Chinese national who basically wanted to hurt America. And what's even more extraordinary, these are like wild coincidences, is that when Joe Biden hosted the president of China on November 14th. Yeah. That very same day, that's when they shut down the street in San Francisco, cleaned up all the poop and put the fences yeah. up. That was the same day that they released the congressional report about this biolab. And and it's what's remarkable is that no one's really talking about this. Like well, why no- why didn't the Justice Department raid that lab the minute it was exposed? They 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 gave this guy a slap on the wrist for like I can't recall the charge. God. It was some ridiculous charge of like operating, you know, without a license or something. using a black car to get to and from the lab. Yeah, I guess some, something to that effect. So we reached out to all. So I spoke with Costa's staffer and asked him some questions. And they said, well, we've known about this for months and there's other labs and um, and uh, uh, and it's a threat to national security. So there's a lot of it's a kind of an ongoing story, but it's also this young, enterprising citizen journalist. Did they closed James. Excuse, did they close the lab after you exposed it? They have they have shut down the lab and they have charged this guy, but not with national security or oh, terrorism. Okay, but when you say they who closed it, local police or feds? 
So the city of Reedley reached out to all agencies. And what's remarkable is none of the agencies responded. The CDC, the FBI. Oh, my God. So they had to a con- they went to actually this this their congressman's office, Jim Costa, Costa is his name, and he's a Democratic congressman out of the Central Valley, California, and that's how this came to be. They went to all the agencies. But who closed oh, it? The local police? I don't recall who exactly oh. closed it. I don't recall. And where's this character who was running it? He ran away somewhere? He's sitting in a local county jail right now with a slap on the wrist. Chinese oh. national. He's sitting in a local jail. So that would indicate to me that the feds are trying to decide whether to make this a story or not. And he'll right. just right. They're deciding whether to prosecute. You know, I, I got this is an amazing story, James, and it's very frightening when the bio labs are, are about the most terrifying thing that we can hear about for the average citizen. You mean Ebola can leak. Plague. Plague can leak. Any of these any of these bio weapons the microbes can leak especially when they're not scrutinized when they're not carefully run walking in and out of a lab you know in a sloppy manner the same way that they raise farm shrimp in china and sell it to americans you know it sounds like this should have been stopped immediately so who do you think do you think he's working as an independent contractor for someone in the federal government like going again back to that old Fauci, not him, I'm not accusing him, but like a Fauci-like story where they're running a, a side operation for the government? That's a great question. <laughs> I, I'd be speculating, and I, I don't okay. like speculating because I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer. I just think it's bizarre. It's crazy. And and what's, what's most important is where are the other bio Chinese biolabs right now? Because they exist. There's well, some- got to go to Chinatown and eat some of the food. You'll find out. In the United States right now, there are illegal, illicit Chinese biolabs operating, according to this congressman staffer who bragged about how they knew about it before anybody else did. Okay, well, where are those biolabs? Let's go out. Let's where is the FBI? I mean, the FBI is busting my door down a journalist over a diary. Why isn't the FBI busting down the Chinese biolabs? Outdoors down. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So who said there are other biolabs? This is this is Congressman Jim Costa's congressional staffer, Daniel Sepulveda, top congressional staffer for Congressman uh, Costa, who's the seemingly the only Democrat in Congress. Uh, even referencing this story. So he admitted this to whom? He admitted this to an undercover citizen journalist who is trained. I do these training programs. And she took a hidden camera, met with them at a Chinese restaurant in Fresno, recorded. Terrible food down there. But James, I don't mean to joke. It's the only way I release tension. Do you have that tape on your site? On the O'Keefe Media Group site, yes, it's on all of the, our social media channels. What tell people who are listening how they can watch this interchange? Well, you could go to just my last name, O K E E F E O'Keefe Media is the YouTube, X or Twitter, Instagram. We just post everything on social media. It's also on our website, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. And I'll tell your listeners. If you want to do this, because a lot of people will always say, James, how can I help? What can I do? What can I do? How can I help? The thing to do is to sign up to be a citizen journalist on our website. And 
I think 200 people have signed up just in the last week based upon what this girl did, because we'll pay you if you get a story. We train you. We hope wow. webinars. And I don't put everyone on my payroll like I did at Project Veritas. I don't think that's the right model. I think I'm looking for enterprising, courageous, fearless, creative people to go out and do what this girl did. We'll teach you how to go undercover, investigate. And we paid her $5,000. Uh, who, fu- who funds the O'Keefe Media Group? Well, right now, it's we're not profitable yet, but we're a, we're basically a donation-driven small Good. small donors. I'm talking anywhere from $20 to $5,000. People will just send us money to keep going. We don't have any. How do my listeners send you a donation? I want them to do that. What, where do they go? O'KeefeMediaGroup.com? Yeah, go to O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, and there's a button that, that says support us, and you can, you can send money that way. Well, you and must be a- running on a shoestring. You can't be pulling in that much money. Right. Right now. now we are. Yeah. Right now we are. I mean, it's 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 uh, uh, but I've always I mean, I started Veritas from my dad's basement. I ran on a shoestring when I talked to you in 2010. Uh, first, I talked to you then uh, we didn't have any money. So it's just about doing the right thing. So you're the- committed to the cause of exposing the truth, uh, which makes you the most dangerous journalist in, in America. <laughs> well, that's why I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many other journalists do you know that have been have FBI agents point guns at you and take your notebooks. That's I, horrible. I horrible. can't think of any. I, I can't think of any other journalist in the modern era that has been raided. And Merrick Garland makes it illegal to forcibly seize reporter notebooks. Now they would say, "Well, he's not a journalist." But who defines who's a journalist? And then you also have this issue of being sued so much. I've been sued thirty times, and I've been to jury verdict twice in four years on civil lawsuits. Um, I've been fired from the company I founded. I mean, a company ostensibly dedicated to the of exposing corruption. So, I mean, it's not so much that they get you. People think, oh, they're going to get you through violence or they're. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple wackos. That's the next step. We're not there yet. We're in the early stages of the next step. I think it's the psychological warfare that gets you. It's the. Well, of course, James, I don't want to make myself a victim. I was banned from entering Britain. I cannot go to the UK. I'm still banned from entering Britain for things I said or didn't say. I allegedly said it came from the federal government to the English government and they banned me from entering England. I still can't go there, which sounds like a joke to people. But to me, it's pretty frightening. I tried to get my name off that list of the banned in UK list. I spent $400,000 with a British attorney, English attorney. You can't fight a government. It's almost impossible. Now, you look at today of what is going on. Uh, Gerd Wilders just wins in Holland. I found a tape last week of him on my radio show of when he was banned in Britain at the same time I was. Can you imagine this man was is still banned from entering England because he opposed the Islamic takeover of his country? They banned him from entering England. It's crazy. Well, that's where we're at. Western Europe has almost fallen, as far as I can tell, to Islam. Well, if if, if um, and they've done the thing, and that's that's that country. If they the things they're doing in this country, our State Department would be writing press releases about it. Like you know, if they did if they did the FBI thing to journalists in Ireland or England or I don't know yeah. where, where they would be, getting- be, we would be against that. So we're we're yes, we're in a dangerous place and. Um, I, I think fear is the problem. Fear is the problem. People are in this country are, I mean, every day I get a hundred messages from people who are on the precipice of blowing the whistle, 
But they're like, oh, my kids, my mortgage, the roof over my head. I mean, I, I kind of get it. However, if we just all are just so afraid and we're just following orders, that leads to bad things. That leads to things like the Holocaust. That leads to. I know. And, and you raise a very sensitive issue for me. I'm having a very rough time right now because of the Palestinians in cahoots with the radical left in this country. They are the new they're the new young Nazi party. They're the Nazi storm. They're the S.A. in the streets right now. So I couldn't believe what I was looking at. BLM plus PLO attack Jews equal N.A.Z.I. Where are you, Joe? I tweeted the other day. Why is the president of the United States not saying anything when they're outside a guy who only owns a deli in Philadelphia threatening him? And it looked like early days of Kristallnacht, the Nazi Germany. The federal government should come down on them like a ton of bricks saying this is not a protest. This is an intimidation. But they've said nothing. Nothing. Then I wake up and I see the story today in Breitbart. FBI arrest actor and GOP official Siaka Masukwi for entering the U.S. Capitol. He didn't even enter it. He was in the doorway with a camera. Mm -hmm. They arrested him suddenly. So I treated has the Justice Department gone too far again? Who is the dictator, Trump or Biden? I believe we're living in a, in a very soft and overt, a soft but overt dictatorship, James. I'm sure you'd agree with that. I think I probably have come to that conclusion in the last year. I uh, I never would have thought it got this bad. I mean, I did. They just put SSSS on my boarding pass last week on a what? domestic flight. What is that? It's it's SSSS. They put this designation. It's like a. I'm trying to still figure out what it is. It's like a special screening, and they shut down the whole TSA line in Palm Beach Airport. I was traveling through Palm Beach on the way back to New Jersey, and they shut down the whole line for 15 minutes. I've never seen anything like it. I've heard of secondary screenings, and they had to look at my laptop. They had to grope me. There was a line of passengers. They were none oh, of them were allowed to join the the, the line. And I and I've been through this before in some regards. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's so much to say. S S. That's very appropriate. The two S S S S. Yeah, it's a double. It's a double. Do they, do they even understand what they're signaling? <laughs> it's it's a double pun. That's for sure. Secret Service security scrutiny, maybe. Uh, uh, secondary screening, something or other. And I, and I have another recording of a, of a Customs and Border Patrol agent. This is on our YouTube channel. This is in Montreal. These are American citizens, uh, federal DHS, asking me, quote, who are you going to vote for in the next election? Could you really support Donald Trump? And what's your next investigative journalism project? Now, I recorded that on a on a on a device that records audio that you would never suspect is a recording device. So they didn't know they were being recorded. But what the hell are federal uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security officials doing asking me that? And by the way, if they asked CNN that or The New York Times that or NBC News that, there'd be riots in the streets. Uh, so, I mean, look, we're under a very dangerous uh, time in American history. And the only solution we can complain about it, which which is you know therapeutic, but the only <laughs> solution that I can see is to have an uprising of people 
Uprising meaning whistleblowers, uprising journalists, expose, expose, expose. Sacrifice. You're not talking about a violent revolution, obviously. We no, got I'm clear. talking about a journalistic uprising. Got a, it. A whistleblowing. But that's the truth to, shall set you free. But that's going to require people making sacrifices that I see they're not comfortable making. In other words, they're, they're, what about my paycheck? What about my pension? What about my mortgage? And they become slaves to these bills that they have to pay and the things that they have in their well, lives. But rightly so, James, people are afraid of this government right now. You know, and this is a very uh, uh, oppressive regime that seems to be out of control and no one seems to be able to rein them in. And anyone who stands up to them is crucified. Look what they did to Donald Trump and what they're doing to him for crimes he didn't even commit. Anyone that stands up is crucified, but they can do that to one person. I do not believe they will be successful doing it to 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 thousands of people. I think uh, if if everyone stands up and tells the truth and rises up, that's a different story. I think. Savage, home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Well, you're a very brave man. And uh, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. Is that the best way for people to follow you? Yeah. Yeah. O'KeefeMediaGroup.com is where you can support us. And then on our social media channels right now, it's just O'Keefe Media. You can follow me. It's just my name, James O'Keefe, the third suffix III, James O'Keefe III on X, on um on, on Instagram. You're the third of the O'Keefe. So were any of your predecessors or in the media or you're the first you no know, my dad's a materials engineer and my grandfather was a lineman he was on the alignment in a power company upstate new york hmm. did he take black cars or gray cars <laughs> i'm sorry i couldn't resist I guess the lineman cars were big white trucks uh james you're, you're, a, you're a brave guy look you're a real brave guy i've always loved your work i i, I don't know what do you I'm, think happened with the Veritas. I mean, black. It's so stupid. It's so I'm looking stupid. at it makes no sense to me. The black cars are an issue. That's a cover story. It looks to me like it was a palace coup of individuals who wanted to take over your organization. Well, then I guess that that's a, a story of human nature. It's a Shakespearean tragedy. And I think what, what you can do is I have to learn from that on what I can do differently this time around. And I think it's choose people who are selfless, good people who who are mission driven. And, and that's very important. You know, I don't know how Donald Trump trusts anybody around him when he gets to DC. How does he staff his agency? How does he staff the white house? I tried to advise him and they got mad at me. His, his campaign people are not that smart. I mean, we could go into this and they are very angry at me. I'm afraid to ever go to Mar-a-Lago again because I dare criticize them more than him for some of the things he said about, for example, uh, uh, DeSantis. I've said straight out, you don't have to destroy or kneecap a man in order to defeat him in a primary. You could have saved that vitriol for a Biden. Instead, you were more vicious to DeSantis, who has the future of the conservative movement on a national level in his hands in many ways. I know he's a moderate conservative, but it's better than no conservatism. And they kneecapped him, said worse things about him and destroyed him probably politically forever in the minds of millions of people. I said it, and I've been called names by them. These are very juvenile. And I said this to someone who knows the whole campaign story, the, the Trump campaign people. I said, if you only knew the truth, how close you are to the truth. 
They're stupid. A lot of these people are just stupid. That's a bigger problem than disloyal, James, is hiring stupid people. Maybe both. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe both. But I do think there's some, I think what what I would say is that when you're over the target, the incentive to sell you out becomes infinity. In other words, there's a lot of there's a lot of incentive for anybody close to Donald Trump to hurt Donald Trump to get positive kudos at Netflix or the New York Times. It's it's just temptation. The temptation to to um to for lack of a better word, betray. But they all betrayed him. Even his ex-lawyers have betrayed him. Well, well that's what I'm saying. That when when you have the heat on you. Oh when, yeah. When the heat comes down on you, and trust me, the heat's come down on me. I mean, not not to the extent of Trump, but maybe maybe to ten percent of the extent of Trump. When the heat comes down on you, the people around you will will break. There will be a breaking point because they've got families, they've got bills, they've got this, they've got that. That's that's the lesson you learn. I mean, you got you you got to have all. It's almost like Donald Trump needs disciples around him. It's almost like because they. I mean, suddenly uh, his whole life, no, nothing. And then all of a sudden he's indicted everywhere in the last year. That doesn't make any sense. James, going back to a guy like Jack Anderson, he did some very big exposés. I think of LBJ and things like that. How did he not get attacked? Was the government less obtrusive at the time? Uh, that's a that's a really good question. So people are split on believing is the government always been this bad? First of all, he was attacked. Um uh, uh, from what I recall, and he came very close. In fact, he he fought a case all the way through the courts. One of the things Jack Anderson did was fight in the courts, mm-hmm. much less expensive than it is now. My legal bills at Veritas were seven million dollars a year through our oh. foundation. Seven. Wow. Million. Oh so my God. Jack Anderson once famously said about the Supreme Court. He said, "If the Supreme Court rules that I have to disclose the source of the secret Watergate." Uh, my secret Watergate source, then I will I will happily go to jail, and I will tell the Your Honor that you you are wrong. So it takes that testicular fortitude, that willingness to go all the way to the end. And and in journalism back in the day, my read of my reading of history was that bosses had balls, whether you like these guys or not, like uh, the uh, Ben Bradley and these sorts of people, they actually had balls. And corporations, these news organizations, were not just about pursuing a profit. They would do this investigative work as a loss leader on their company's balance sheet because mm. it was the right thing to do. Now, you can't even dream of Disney Corporation doing that these days. It's all about selling you know, Avengers movie products on Good Morning America. They've axed their investigative division. So I believe it was a culture of integrity inside of institutions back then that has been completely lost because in this era of Instagram where everybody is an exhibitionist, yes. everybody can be famous. Yes. Every My staff gets Twitter accounts and then they think that they're the biggest thing ever because they have 7,000 followers on Twitter. Now everyone's an exhibitionist and everybody will sell everybody else out to get ahead. That did not exist in 1976. You know, James, I, I've said it to myself. I said, let's say Einstein were alive. And he posted his theory of relativity on on Instagram. So you'd get a moron who never even took elementary physics in a community college saying he's wrong. He's stupid. He's an idiot. There is no theory of relativity. That person could probably get as many hits as Albert Einstein. 
if, yeah. if, they, if they show their abs or their buttocks, if they show their abs or buttocks in a bathtub. There's there's that there's that's that's that there's that too. But if Jack Anderson was alive today and he had some secret, you know, I can totally imagine one of his staffers leaking it or something like that, just because you know, there's so much heat on you. And when there's so much heat on you, you know, I, I mean, this is just human nature. And I think part of the part of the fight here is against human nature itself, because human beings are um selfish and they are the world is governed by self-interest. Yes, of course. And I, and I think, frankly, that's kind of what we have to fight against here. Everyone listening to this podcast, the hundreds of thousands who listen to the Michael Savage podcast, you're going to go on to O'KeefeMediaGroup.com and you're going to send them a donation where I'm never going to let you on my podcast again. You won't be able to listen to me again. I'll make sure you can't listen to me if you don't send the money. James, well, the irony is that the last time you did that, it was 2010. I was getting started and... It's kind of like Sisyphus, you know, the guy who rolls the boulder up and then the boulder comes back. Yes. It's like Bobby Kennedy said something about Sisyphus. And this is very Sisyphean. Life is very Sisyphean. Where is the boulder right now for you? That's a good question. I think I still have another irony here is I'm not starting from scratch because I have this more followers than I, I had. In fact, when the Veritas thing happened, Veritas lost half a million and I gained half a million more. It was people were so outraged. But I think the boulder is is in is it's in the beginning but it's sort of going up the hill a little bit and what makes this more difficult now is that i think you, you for me at least i can't get disheartened and and everyone around me is projecting their fears and their discouragement onto me and everybody wants me to solve their problems and here's my 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 uh my message to your listeners not just donate but there's people that listen to you that are probably working for the SEC or Vanguard or BlackRock or the IRS, and they're probably like secretly conservative. And I would say, you know, you guys message me every day. You see, you you treat me like I'm your therapist. I'm not, <laughs> a, not a trained psychologist, and I'm, frankly, I have very little time. Only message me if you're fearless. Only talk. To, only only send me a tip if you actually want to do something about it. Because I'm not qualified to give you therapy. I'm not, that's just not my job. I'm a journalist. I have very few resources. I spend all of my waking hours on the phone listening to people complain about, you know, they want me to save them. You talk to people on the phone? Oh, I mean, all day long, I get tipsters. I got someone inside the Securities and Exchange Commission. I got some guy inside uh, of BlackRock. He's like, but I can't do anything because. You, you call them and they tell you and they say, but I can't do anything. They send me a DM a direct mm. message on Instagram or X or what have you, or signal. And they tell me about this elaborate problem that they're seeing that they want me to go investigate. But unfortunately it would require if the, if, if the FBI were doing their job, there'd be 17 agents, $5 million in three months of work to do any of these things. So what we need is for you guys to go do it yourself. I'll, I'm, I'm happy to assist you, equip you. I'll give you the $600 hidden camera that I sell on my website I'll help you do it. But what I'm asking you guys to do is to step up. I don't need all of you to step up. Just a few dozen of you, please step up. I think that's how you can help your country. And, and you could say, well, that's too hard or that requires too much of a sacrifice. And I hesitate to think the country that your children will live in unless you do step up. If you're making it about your children, I hesitate to think of that world. So I would grow a pair of balls and 
and uh, and I'm, I'm, let's join together and join forces and start exposing these people. Get the on tape. Well, the accusations that you make are painfully close to the truth. And I'm sure you're resonating with millions of people. And I would like to close this interview with uh, a great investigative journalist, James O'Keefe, who can be reached at O'KeefeMediaGroup.com with Hillel Leelder's statement again, if I am not for myself, who will be for me? If I'm only for myself, what am I? James, you're not only for yourself. We know that. We wish you the best of uh, fortune in these very troubling times. And thank you for your time today on uh, the Michael Savage podcast. We'll get this up as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you. Savage. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.